0: here's my promise to you today. I am going to get you out of here to 621. I will be off this stage at 631. Who likes those odds? I promise you, 10 minutes today, I got here early today and I got on Facebook and I was watching the live streams of some other churches doing Christmas Eve services and I was blown away by how great they were, but I was also bored to tears by how long the pastors went. It was almost like they were punishing those that come once a year. They were making sure they got everything out. So real quickly, man, we're going to be sure the kids are going to go crazy. They're excited about Santa. We just kind of want to regroup every year and just get refocused on the true meaning of the season. The more we, uh, our society commercializes Christmas, the more Christmas becomes about everything and anything but the real meaning of the season. We have just found out that, man, coming together and sharing a drink and sharing food and remembering that Jesus came for us is a great reminder to kick off the season. I love Christmas music. I'm that weird guy, man. The minute they start playing Christmas music, I love Christmas music, and I love Joy to the World. It's my favorite Christmas song to the point that I threw it on the band Thursday with two days or a day to practice. I said, hey, guys, I'd really like to do this song. I said, do you think it's possible to pull it off? And I've learned in 10 years on how to kind of deal with Phil. If I tell Phil, man, I'd really like to do this song, he would tell me no. But if I say, hey, if you guys can't pull it off, I understand. The testosterone starts pumping in them. That man thing starts pumping. We, we can pull it off. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, it's really not a big deal, man. If you, I understand completely. If you guys aren't up for the challenge, they pulled that off in two days. And man, I love it. You know the crazy thing about Joy to the World? Is it wasn't written to be a song. It was written to be a poem. It was actually published and a book of poems by the author of the song. But somebody found the words, they put music to it, and it's one of the most popular Christmas songs of all time. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. That's good news today. (laughs) I love those words. and It goes along, obviously, with the Christmas story, and we'd be remiss not to read that today. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, and there were shepherds, living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, listen to me, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, he is the Lord, and this will be a sign to you'll you find a baby wrapped in cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth for his favor rest. Verse 10, man, I love it, it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. The good news is today is that God so loved the world that he sent his only son to be the ultimate gift for you and I. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. We can't purchase it. But God loved us so much that he gave us that gift The good news is that will cause great joy for all people. And I was thinking this week on what it is that makes it such good news, what causes such great joy. And if there was ever a day in time, and if there was ever a time of the year where we need great joy, I believe it is 2000, what, what year is this? 2021 Christmas. I gotta be honest with you, man. I've seen some of the most miserable people I have ever seen on social media lately. And I understand, man, a lot of people have lost loved ones over the last year and a half. And people are struggling financially over the last year and a half. And it's just been a, a time of civil unrest over the last year and a half. And for so many people who are looking to all the wrong things, it robs them of their joy, and Christmas depletes their joy even more, even though it should be a reminder of what we have to be joyful about. It's the good news. Christ sent His Son, or God sent His Son, Christ, for you and I. And so, real quickly today, I promise you I'm going to fly through these 27 points. 27 points real quickly. On why there's joy found in what Jesus did. There's joy found in the holidays. There's joy found in the fact that Christ, over 2,000 years ago, was born. God took human form and was born in a manger for you and us. First of all, there's joy because the Messiah became accessible. Don't miss that today. What Christmas means is you and I can have joy because we have direct access to God. We don't have to go through the preacher. That is good news for those of you who call Action Church. Can you imagine, Action Church, if you had to go through me to get to God? We'd be in bad shape. We don't have to go through prophets anymore. We have direct access to God. He became human flesh. He set the temptations that we deal with. He dealt with the struggles that we deal with. And he's given us direct access to him. I think today it's great joy because it shows that salvation is for everyone. It shows that salvation is for everyone. That's the next point, Xander. I know you're probably asleep back there already, but may I give it up for Xander back there? Xander never misses a cue, but I think he was sleeping back there for a minute. I love that the announcement that Christ was born, the angels announced it to the shepherds. And that day and time, you need to understand the significance that the shepherds were the social outcast of the day. They were the ones that everybody looked down on. They were the ones that were considered the high class. They were wanderers. They were gypsies. And that's who God chose, first of all, to send the angel to announce, because salvation now is for everyone. As you look around Action Church today, listen, this ain't the pur- no offense, but it's not the prettiest group of people I've ever seen. We ain't the most high class group you've ever been around. It sure ain't the prettiest building around. And as much as this probably drives every church and town crazy, salvation became accessible for everyone, including us. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. Salvation came for everybody. And that brings me to the next point. It's joy because it no longer became about what we did, our good deeds, our church membership, our good outweighing our bad. It became about everything that Christ did when he gave his life on the cross. Here's the reality today. You can't earn your way to heaven. You can't buy your way to heaven. Your church membership will not get you to heaven. And again, if it did, Action Church would probably eliminate that for you. Somebody say amen. It would probably be held against you. It's not about what we did. It's about what he did on the cross when he lived a sinless, perfect life, and he paid the price for our sins. And last of all, I am done. I told you I was going to get you out of here. I got two minutes. I told you real quick, real quick, real quick. It's joy because it is, at the end of the day, the ultimate gift. The gift of God, the Bible says, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The Bible says he is the way, the truth, and the life. The Bible says no man comes to the Father except through him. And here's the deal. The gift of God is eternal life. You know the thing about a gift is you can't buy a gift for yourself. It's not a gift. You can't earn a gift. We lie to our kids. Kids, I hate to tell you this. Your parents have lied to you. They've told you that if you're good, Santa's going to come. Here's the reality. Santa's coming no matter what because it has nothing to do with you being good. And if it has something to do with you being good, it wouldn't be a gift. We tell our kids, be good and you'll get this. That's not a gift, it's a wage. If you're good, I'm going to pay you this. No, a gift is just something that comes. It's given to us freely. I got 60 seconds. Hey, listen, listen. You know, an amazing thing about a gift too, though, is it does you no good until you receive it. Until you receive it. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest gift you can give yourself this year is putting your faith and trust in the fact that God sent Jesus Christ to be the ultimate gift for our sins. Without Him, again, listen, some of you, you, you want to work your way to heaven. You're not good enough to work your way to heaven. You're not rich enough to buy your way to heaven. you just got to put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ said, how do I do that? It's real simple. God, I, I admit I need you. I admit on my own I can't do it. I need you. I put my faith and trust in the fact that you were born, that you lived, and you died for my sins. It's that simple. I'm not going to give you some one, two, three, pray with me thing. I'm not going to bring you down to the altar and embarrass you. It's just a, a the Bible says you've got to work out your own salvation. It's something you got to deal with and make that faith leap in your own life. And it'd be the greatest thing that you ever do in your life. I told you, 60, 10 minutes, I'd be done. I got 45 seconds left. We try to be real traditional around here. And Christmas Eve always ends, I think, with candlelight service, right? We don't have candles. I'm afraid you'll burn the place down. So right now, we're going to have a group of people pass out our version of candles The band's going to come back out here. We're going to do our version of Silent Night. And we're just going to remember what an awesome night it was 2,000 years ago. Then we're going to leave here. You're going to go have a great time with your family. You're going to not come to church this Sunday. How many preachers tell you that? Do not come to church Sunday. Come back to church January 2nd, because, man, we got a kick-butt service a kick butt series that month.